What's up, everybody? My name, as always, I haven't changed it. Not yet. My name is Ray Taylor, and this is another early retirement vlog. Uh, last, uh, well, fuck the last episode. Go check out the last episode. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, we do this whole thing backwards, you know. Let's get my plugs in, and then it'll get interesting and then get boring. Uh, in this episode, in this installment... I want to talk about uh, one of the longest art forms that I've worked in, or one of the the like uh, tool that I've used to create art for probably the longest amount of time. Uh, and it's you know it's I guess drawing technically would probably be it, but I didn't always draw. Like when I got into painting, I didn't really draw a whole lot. I mean, sketching is one thing, but drawing is another. Uh, but Photoshop is something that I got into pretty young. Um, it was Photoshop 3.0, which I believe came out in like 97, maybe. It was like 20 years ago. Uh, my mom, I was raised by my mom, um, and she had at one point wanted to do graphic design. Uh, never really turned into anything, but because of that, she had a Macintosh computer at the time, and she had Photoshop. It was Photoshop 3.0, which Photoshop at that point, it, I mean, it wasn't a term like it is now. Like, Photoshopped images is just not a, a term. It didn't become a term till, man, probably like 2000s, early 2000s. I think you start hearing, like, the term shopped. It's a shopped image. Uh, but it was super basic, the first one. It was just a few brushes. Uh, there weren't layers at the time. You couldn't really customize brushes. It really just gave you, like, six different brushes or eight different brushes. Uh, one was a soft brush. One was a hard brush. Um, and I think it had, like, the pencil tool. It had a few, like, tools, maybe a couple selection tools. So I'd use that, and I started... Yeah, it must have been like 97 or so, because it was, actually it was probably 96 or 95 when I started using it, or maybe 94. It was between 8th grade and ninth grade, uh, I had been in, uh, I had gone into uh, homeschool. I decided to be homeschooled. Uh, middle school was, for me, it was probably the worst time of my life. Uh, just a lot of things, but bullying, uh, was kind of a huge thing, uh, that happened in middle school, and, you know, it was, my mom was working, she, and, you know, she had her things going on, so I wasn't that important, and then, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends, I didn't have, you know, I w didn't wear the right clothes, I had, like, I was going through puberty, so I had, like, you know, greasy hair, dandruff, and my pants didn't fit, like, everything was high waters, the only shirts, like, that I could wear that, I remember so many times, like, wearing t-shirts that were my mom's t-shirts, um, which are very awkward for a kid to wear in middle school, um, but by the end of middle school, it was just, it was horrible, and I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it anymore, um, and I begged my mom to get me into homeschooling, and I think, Maybe it was kind of a new trend going on, homeschooling. Um, and I know uh, my friend at the time, 
he decided to go homeschooled as well. I think it was the next year because I, I think I missed half of eighth grade and then all of my freshman year of high school. Uh, and then by that time, I wanted to get, you know, I wanted to get reacclimated. I wanted friends. I wanted to meet girls. I wanted to just, I wanted some kind of life. Uh, and, but during that time, as a, a kid growing up, being horny as fuck, um, and not having, the internet wasn't the internet. I had a computer, but I didn't have the internet. Uh, I think we had CompuServe, which is bullshit. You can't, I, I don't remember ever being able to do anything on it. Uh, so what I would do while my mom was at work and I was at home doing my homeschooling, which homeschool ended up being bullshit. I never did anything. Um, nobody taught me anything. Uh, and I just, uh, like my mom got all the teacher's books. So I just copied all the answers out of the books. Luckily with public schools, uh, I didn't miss anything. I did well when I went back to high school, even though I'm not really liking school. But, uh, so how I got into Photoshop was my mom would get Victoria's Secret catalogs. I would scan the catalogs into Photoshop and I would airbrush out the uh like fishnet stockings where it's like you can kind you can see the skin through the fishnet and you just you know you probably at the time I guess it, I don't know if they had the rubber stamp tool or not but that's probably if I was going to do that today that's what I'd use uh and I remember just spending like hours just meticulously going through zooming in zooming out zooming in to erase it zooming out so I can make sure that the the shading's not right, so she doesn't have, like, a fucking indent on her tit, because I, I did the shading wrong, um, which also probably just helped train my eye later when I would start getting into art, because I didn't really get into art seriously until high school, so 10th grade when I went to high school, uh, I wanted to get into photography class, because that's what I was pretty big into uh, at the time before as well. I wanted to work for like National Geographic. Uh, but the photography one class was full, so I decided to take art one, fell back in love with art. Uh, but part of, I mean, now that I'm 36, I'm going to be 37 this year, uh, I love all forms of art, whether drawing, painting, Photoshop, photography, video, audio. They're all the same kind of thing, just different forms and understanding the different forms and being able to utilize the tools in a way so you can translate what's in your, your mind into reality. Uh, but I love Photoshop, and I love the abilities of it. So that's where I started was editing porn. Uh, the next part was in high school. Um, one of the classes I took... I want to say, I guess it must have been 10th grade, uh, but there was like a graphic design, a digital art class uh, that I took. I may have taken it in 11th grade. I may have only had two years of that. Uh, but there was a digital art class, which is a new class taught by a guy that uh, used to be a graphic designer uh, and you know knew all the kind of old school graphic design stuff. It was nice. The room was awesome. Like There was a huge computer section with like 30 computers with little Wacom pen tablets, my first time using a tablet. Um, they were using like 
Photoshop 4 or 5, wherever the first implementation of layers was. Uh, and I remember we were doing some kind of thing, and I was doing it the only way I knew how. Like, when you cut something, it ends up leaving a gap, so you have to, like, fill in the gap. But then with layers, it was a whole next level. Teacher came by, he's like, hey, he knew what I was doing. I, like, knew more than anybody in the class. I knew more than probably he did in certain aspects, and then I'm sure on the, the business end, he probably knew a lot more than me. Um, but that was a game changer. And all the different things. I remember we used it during, they had this thing between semesters uh, where they had um, almost like elective classes, like it was a, a three-week or maybe month-long elective period where you could just, like teachers could teach whatever they wanted, students can sign up for whatever class they wanted. So for instance, that same teacher, uh, he did, I think he did a video production class and then also uh, animation class. And uh, so I signed up for the animation class, and I used Photoshop to make all the panels, and then I would dump it into the animation. That's when I found out I didn't like animation, because it took forever. Um, so, high school, Photoshop. So, <clears throat> after high school, I mean, it's software that I've used for a long time. I remember I did a lot of projects in high school, designed... Uh, I mean, just typical projects that you'd have is like design a CD cover, design uh, package design, do a t-shirt design. And even though I knew the software, just having to apply, try and design something in a different form, because doing a, a, a design on a t-shirt is, is different than you know doing package design. Like, there's a lot of different information that goes involved, um, especially with package design. It's, you know, it's pretty, uh, pretty standard where certain things need to go. Um, and then, sure, I mean, it's, I guess, it's all package design in a way. Packaging you versus packaging, you know, a product. Uh, we did logo design. We did a bunch of stuff. Um, and I took art, and I, you know, did well in art, took, ended up taking a studio art class towards the end and got college credit for it that I never used. Um, but it was great. And that same teacher, uh, my friend and I, we would record the morning announcements. So I don't know if they still do that in school, but there would be, before we started doing the video ones, you know, you go over the intercom and, like, these are the announcements for the day, like, you know, special thing going on in the quad between at lunch or whatever, um, but we were able to film and broadcast them to the school. Uh, we had to film it in his class. There was like a, a little studio room. We had like a bank of, it was old school. I think it was, we probably did tape. Um, and we had all the, the old fucking levers and buttons and shit. And uh, we would have talent come in. So like generally kids from uh, the drama club people that didn't mind being in front of the camera so my friend and I would produce that first period we got a free grade for an economics class we never took and then we would just take the uh, video and we would go you have to go into like the office somewhere and they had like their server room and in that you could play and then that played to all the TVs so we totally could have fucked with the school if we wanted to like playing crazy shit but uh they would have known who it was uh 
So it was a lot of fun, that high school. It was La Quinta High School in uh, La Quinta, California, Southern California, near Palm Springs. It was a newer high school. We were only the second graduating class. Um, but I continued learning Photoshop and using Photoshop there. After that, after high school, was supposed to go to art school. Nothing really happened. My life at home was really rocky towards the end of my high school career. Um, just having a lot of problems. No desire to live at home. Uh, ended up kind of moving around a little bit. Um, but I always did Photoshop. At one point I tried to do, it's like, oh, I'm going to do a bunch of artwork with Photoshop. And I did a few pieces. Um, and I've done a bunch of graphic design work for people, uh, logo design over the years, album design. And, uh, it's, I mean, I love, it's a great, it's a powerful tool. It's changed so much. Like there's so many features on Photoshop now that I have no idea what they do or how they, what, how they work or there's probably, the thing with Photoshop, another thing that I learned is that there's a zillion ways to do the same thing. There's no one right way to do anything. And I think that's something that I can apply to almost anything in life. There's no one way to do a vlog. There's no one way um, to acquire a certain effect while doing Photoshop. Um, like somebody can use a filter and, you know, that's good enough. Or they can use, you know, go in and adjust levels, go in and adjust textures, go in and then do all these different things to to almost give you the same effect, but even better. Um, so after using Photoshop, I can tell when people are lazy. I can tell the lazy people. I can tell the filter people for sure. Um, but it's great. It's a great tool. I know how to use the things I do. Um, and more recently, uh, well, I guess some of the older, other older projects I do, which is something I see in art a lot now, a lot of people are doing stencil art. And some of the stencil art is just a filter. They put a photo, they scan a photo, or they t actually, these, there's, okay, there's a, not to call anybody out, but specific, I don't know who this person is, and there's probably multiple people doing it, because anybody could do it. Um, but there's this artist that does MMA art, but it's like the least amount of creativity. So what this person does, like I know exactly what this person does to make their art. They get a photo that they did not take because they're not also photographers that are doing this because if they were, they would be doing a better job. But they take, because it's, it's, it's famous like photos that you've seen of like knockouts or fighting poses um, from MMA fighters. They take a photo they put it into Photoshop, a photo they didn't take. They put it into Photoshop. They do one filter. I believe it's called cutout. I'm not, I, haven't, I don't use filters too often, so I'm not, I can't entirely, but I know that filter. And what it does is it, it, it basically just minimalizes all the gradients into like solid patches, right? And there was, I remember drawing by hand there were projects where you, that was like the project, is like to, um, to draw this thing that's got all this gradient and, you know, a lot of values from gray to white to black. Um, they take this photo, they throw a filter on it, right? So, and I know what the filter looks like, and I know it's not a person doing it by hand, 
because it's the computer does like the computer does it perfectly to where you get the perfect like you know these are like the highlights will be one the shadows will be another and then there'll be a third color for the like the Obama hope poster very similar to that that wasn't done with a computer that was done by an artist but so that it's they do that they get the the photo apply filter and then either they have a plotting machine which they just separate the colors out and they send it like it's basically you print to this big machine that takes paper or vinyl or whatever you're cutting out a lot of people use it for signage and stuff like that and there's a thing that's you know could be used for ink but it's used it's got a blade on it and then it just cuts out cuts out whatever shapes you want that you came from the computer so they i would imagine because they're doing large format versions of this, I would imagine they have a plotter as well. So all they're doing is they're taking the thing, sending it to the plotter, they get like four or five different stencils, and then all you do is just, if you've ever seen that stencil spray paint art, you just, you know, you lay the stencil down on the canvas, which generally they have a white canvas, and I think it's just all grays. I'm colorblind, so it might there might be some colors in there. Then they just spray the one color down, take the stencil off, put the stencil down, spray another one. And that's what people, I, I remember seeing an article very recently about how this artist is getting all this kind of attention because he's doing uh, MMA art. And I was like, that's the, he is, he is, or she is fooling everybody. He's manufacturing art. I mean, with that, and even with a stencil, you could do, once you make a stencil, you could probably use that stencil a bunch of times. So you could have made that same exact painting multiple times um, and, you know, selling them out of like a, a memorabilia stores in Vegas or some shit. Um, so good on them, but they're not fooling me. It looks like just lazy ass, lazy. Now, a lot of stencil art that you'll see online is good. It's made by somebody actually, hopefully, the, the way I did, the way I'm saying this, because I did this once, but I didn't do what they did. Um, I didn't use spray paint, I used paint, but, uh, I printed everything out, or actually, I think what I did was I did, I did the filter, modified it, and then, because there's a couple of them, if you look at my portfolio, there's a couple, uh, there's one that was, uh, John Lennon, and I believe I did another one, um, where it's multiple stencils, uh, but I actually printed out the, just the single image, and then I did hash marks, you know, I did the grid like you do in school. And then I drew it onto larger poster board. Because I don't have a plotter. You could use, I suppose people could use or they could be using a projector. And then they just project it on paper. And then they, they cut it out from there. Um, but it's super lazy. And, you know, I did mine. I did mine with a lot more textures, a lot more color. Um... I don't know, man. It's disappointing when you see people get a lot of traction doing barely anything, um, which I probably shouldn't say because my new series of work is more minimalist than ever before. Um, so I tried to use Photoshop to kind of, in a way, use it as sketching for my paintings that I had done because um, I dipped... I kind of go through periods where I'll do a lot of painting, or I'll do a lot of drawing, I'll do a lot of photography, uh, or I'll do a lot of Photoshop. 
Um, and so I've tried to find ways to use Photoshop with my other work, but more the most recent where I'm doing photoshops on a huge regular basis and I've noticed a lot of improvement with just technique um, and also really seeing or not seeing how much my color blindness plays into uh, the work that I do um, I've been starting the other podcast that I do which I mentioned on this the inspired disorder podcast it's been going for years we're the, we just record episode 309 last night, uh, so it's been around a long time. My co-host started a few years ago, um, and since we both moved to Denver, um, which is technically what early retirement is uh, for me, I started implementing new things with the show, and one of the things that I kind of started doing before we moved here was to do uh, just a little Photoshop for the album artwork uh, or the episode artwork. So, you know, when I upload it to YouTube or whatever, it's not just a still image, a random still shot from the video itself. Uh, so it's, you know, kind of gives us another layer of professionalism, uh, which that's what I, I try my hardest to do high quality work. That's my most important thing, is to do high-quality work. Um, and with the Photoshops, at first I was doing just little quick, quick ones, quick ones here and there, like didn't really care, like just, you know, like just cutting a head out and just it being just a, a head sitting on a body that looks like it was pasted on. But, like, just basically what most Photoshop is online is just really bad Photoshop, just, you know, shading's all wrong, colors are all wrong, everything's all wrong. Um, and there were other uh, inspirations, too. Photoshop Steve is somebody that does a lot of Photoshops, uh, comedy Photoshops of uh, MMA-related stuff, or some comedy, like Joe Rogan and, and his group of comics. Everybody that I know of, he does Photoshops of, which is, is kind of nice does really good work too and i'm assuming he's steve is a, a dude um really good work uh and it's a lot of you know mixing in movies and faces a lot of the things that i'm doing with mine so the idea eventually uh the first episode i remember that i did a full episode art kind of the full square thing because it was just kind of a little part that was behind numbers and if you look at the uh, album artwork for the episodes, if you go to YouTube and check out the album art, um, just from just from episode one hundred to two hundred, or to three hundred. Jeez, did we hit one hundred here, or we hit two hundred? We had to have hit two hundred here. Yeah, had to have hit two hundred. So episode two hundred to three hundred. Um, You'll see the progression of where it started, where it went. But the first one was uh, a guest, a friend of ours, Don Salzarulo, uh, who's a podcaster himself. Uh, he's also works in TV production and stuff like that. Um, so I decided we had him on as a guest. I decided to do a Don Juan-inspired uh, album or episode artwork. And from then on, I was like, okay, every episode... 
I'm going to do a new Photoshop for it. And it became... At first, I was like, I'm just going to create my own, like, original kind of album artwork so I can explore just album art design as kind of its own thing as well. A lot more freer than most other kind of package design. Um, but instead, what I ended up doing was one of the topics we cover a lot that has its own episode, we'll have Fight Talk episodes, um, or we'll have movie-related episodes, or we'll have comic book-related episodes, or even just random episodes. But generally, at the end of uh, anything that's not a Fight Talk episode, ends up being, we end up playing a game called The Ultimate Movie Championship, where we argue about movies that we've seen. And uh, so I try to take a movie that we've seen, that we talked about on that particular episode, and find a poster, and then I'll Photoshop Keith and myself into the poster. Or uh, for the fights, I try to grab a photo from somebody uh, like All Elbows, um, Esther Lynn, or there's a few photographers that, that end up being pretty regular. Uh, and I'll take a shot from a fight, which those are harder to find because... You need at least two profile shots. And it's hard when two people are facing each other and you have different angles where a lot of the, the shots are you see the back of somebody. Um, so you have to find a lot of the time. I spend a lot of time just looking for a shot that I think, is, that I, think I could use. And then on the other hand, the faces that I use for Keith and myself I probably end up using probably the same five faces from each of us, and it's just, I would just pull them from our Facebook accounts, uh, go through and look for a uh, you know, face that has the right angle, right shading, or at least close enough, uh, or something that would work. Um, so because I use the same five faces a lot of the times, I know I, those are in my head while I'm looking through photos. Um, so I'll use, a, for a fight talk, it'll be an actual, you know, two of the fighters. I try to make it main event, but not always. Um, and then the movie ones, and I try and replicate with the movie ones, I try to replicate uh, the, the graphic design that was on the poster. Uh, so I try and track down the font, basically started collecting a lot of movie fonts, um, and uh, just layouts, and it's... It's really interesting now that I'm like try basically copying all of these movie posters, uh, and you know, two a week for I probably started early last year, so you know, getting close to probably a hundred photoshops. Um, but after so many movie posters, it's it's interesting to see what they did because I'm basically doing the same process a lot of these graphic designers did who did the movie posters. And a lot of movie posters have Photoshop faces. Like, a lot of the times, they don't use, they'll have models, like body doubles, and they'll Photoshop the actor's face, which is really weird. It's like, you, how much does this actor get paid and you can't, like, the design company or the production company can't take a day and do some shots for a poster? Um... We really understand the the different styles and the different kind of uh, how how they tweak things a little, like just throwing a little little back shadow, a little thing here, a little thing there. Uh, 
which I've really enjoyed it. It's been a fun challenge. There's definitely some that turned out better than others. Uh, my colorblindness has definitely shown up. Uh, you can tell, like, if you're not colorblind, you go look at them. There's people with red face. Usually if it's Keith, um, which I learned a new technique on how to do this, which makes it a lot, lot better. Um, a lot of the times, like, with fight, fight ones, I have a beard. So it's kind of tricky sometimes for to do a beard with uh, somebody who's got darker skin. Uh, mainly, like, black people. Anybody with, like, really dark brown skin, um, it's tough tough to get the beard to look right. So I use Keith most of the time because he's clean-shaven. Um, so turning Keith into a black dude uh, ended up giving him red-faced a lot, face a lot of the time, or even, like, a browner dude. Um, but I've since figured out a new technique, which kind of... I was always trying to adjust the colors to match... But since I can't see all the colors, that's like blindly... It, it's like somebody who's blind trying to focus a camera. It's just, good luck. Uh, there's a way to do it, I'm sure, but good luck trying to figure it out on your own. Um, so, versus grabbing color and then just painting over it. Uh, so I've learned a lot of techniques. I've enjoyed it. It's, it's improved my, my abilities and, and my techniques and like Photoshop is a lot easier for me now. Like a lot of the stuff I can just do in my head and then it's just the matter of pulling it off on the screen. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where Photoshop's at. And I've, you know, doing web design and t-shirt design like this, this shirt was designed in Photoshop. Most people would have probably used Illustrator, would have used a vector drawing application. Uh, but, when I know when I'm designing for a size and it doesn't have to be resized or anything like that, I love Photoshop. Um, so if you want to see my work, you can check it all out, inspiredsorter.com. Uh, I'm going to have a bunch of new artwork going up very soon. Uh, and as well as you could still buy this shirt, the Inspired Sorter Podcast shirt. Uh, and the Diseasy shirt, and a bunch of other stuff on the Etsy store, inspiredstore.com slash Etsy. Uh, save 10% on whatever you buy from me using coupon code INSPIRED. Follow me on Twitter, at Ray Taylor. Instagram, same thing. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube page. Make sure you share it and like it. Do all the positive things. And if you want to support me financially, let's say $12 a year. $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash inspired disorder, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash inspired disorder. That's where you can donate as little as a dollar or as much as you want to help me out, to keep me doing what I do uh, and help invest in my further career in all these artistic endeavors. Uh, so patreon.com slash inspired disorder. And you get different perks and things, uh, which I'm going to be adding a lot of those to the Patreon page soon. Um, so that's it, everybody. Hope you have a great week, and uh, until next week, uh, it's early retirement. Get out of your day job, people. Work sucks, man. Fuck work. Peace. No. Ha! Good job. Good girl.
You have a good girl, Izzy. You did a good job. You did a good job, Izzy.